Isn't it incredible to hear people's stories? Like, stories are just fantastic. If we could have Baptism Sunday every week, it'd be incredible, wouldn't it? I just love hearing those stories. And like Simon said, really different stories, but all from the same God, which is just amazing. I want to share with you uh, this morning, although technically it's now this afternoon, um, a story that is one of my best stories from the last year. Um, this story is a story that I share at, at, at any opportunity. Anybody that raises this topic with me, I will share this story with them. And it's a story that I'm, I'm going to really enjoy sharing with you today. And the story starts in 2014. Um, me and my wife, we went to the Glastonbury Festival, which is one of the biggest uh, performing arts festivals in the world. And we went, and on the last day, on the Sunday, we went to see a band called Kasabian, who were headlining the main stage at Glastonbury. And uh, when they song Clubfoot, which is one of their big songs, uh, when they played that, lots of people let off flares. And were kind of people were on each other's shoulders holding flares. And, and I looked at it and thought, that looks incredible. And I said to Laura, if we ever get to go to Glastonbury again, I want to be one of those people who's got a flare and is on somebody's shoulders. Because really, I'm an attention seeker. And I want... I want everybody to look at me. I want to be on the telly. I want BBC cameras to be looking at me. I want people to notice me. That's kind of a difficulty I have to live with. Um, so fast forward to, to last summer, and we had tickets again to go and see Glas go to Glastonbury and go to the festival. And um, in the build-up, I bought two flares online. Um, not like flares as in trousers, um, flares that you burn. Um, and... Uh, we were on the way to the festival, and I was excited about it. And I suddenly realized and turned to, turned to Laura and said, Laura, I've not thought about when I'm going to set these flares off. I need to think about this. I've not thought about which song or which artist. And Laura turned to me. She's very wise. And she said, just keep them with you all the time. And when the moment comes, you'll know. And I was like, okay. And it was quite nerve-wracking, keeping two flares, two explosives, essentially, in my backpack for three days. Um, but then on the Saturday night, Adele was headlining the main stage. And me and, my, me, me and one of my best mates, Jay, and we made our way to the front. We were really, really near uh, to the front. And it was incredible. And Adele came out and was like, hello. And then everyone, started, everyone went mad. And it was brilliant. And um, she did this incredible concert. And then halfway through, she um, came down to a little stage in the middle. It was a little bit more intimate and a little bit closer. And we hadn't noticed the stage. We didn't know it was there. And all of a sudden, Adele was really close to us and it was really exciting and everyone was going crazy and she did a couple of songs in the middle and then she said now I'd like to perform for you a song that kind of um, that broke her career that started her career and she said um, what I'd like everybody to do is if you've still got battery on your phone and um, I'd like you to get your phone out or get your torches out and everyone hold your torches because it's they used to do lighters, didn't they? But now it's get your torches out. And, and everyone had their torches out. And I thought, this is the moment. This is the moment for my flare. So I turned to Jay and I was like, it's now. Get my flare out. So Jay's rummaging through my backpack. He gets my flare out. And I look at Jay and, I, and Jay is really skinny and quite weak. And I said, Jay, you're going to have to put me on your shoulders. <laughs> and he was like, I can't, I can't. And I looked him in the eye. I was like, you can. I believe in you. You can do this. So Jay got me on his shoulders. My wellies were cover covered in mud, so then Jay was covered in mud. Um, I got up on, uh, on his shoulders. I'm there. Adele introduces her song, and I set my flare off. And I was super excited. I'd played this moment over 100 times in my head of how it was going to happen. However, something happened that I did not expect ever in my wildest dreams to happen. 
Because as I set the flare off, I was so close to Adele that she heard the flare go off. She jumped and then turned, waved at me and put her thumb up. Now, I like to think that whenever I meet any celebrity, I'm cool, I'm calm and sophisticated. I lost it. Like, I was so excited, I lost it a little bit. And you will be glad to know that there is video footage that I'm about to share with you. Um, so if you turn your eyes to the screen, you're going to see the moment that I lost it and went a little bit crazy. So have a look. If you look to the right of the screen as well, you will see Adele. So there's me setting off the flare. And then there's Adele. And there's the wave right there. didn't even sing the right words. Sorry about my singing as well. You might be wondering who's got the phone. I handed it to the guy next to me. Never met him before. Just said, film this please. And you'll see how polite I am when I speak to him in a moment. Might have, you might have heard that then. I panicked because I felt like Jay was going to drop me. I went, lads, don't drop me. But it did look incredible up there. And there's the end of my flare. Which some people, by the sound of it, were happy that it finished. So that was, that was an amazing moment in my life. And one that I... Um, I told the, t the guys that I was with, I told them a thousand times that night. I showed them the video many, many times. And um, fast forward to a week later, I'm sat on my sofa at home and Jay texts me and he's like, mate, you will not believe it. Go to Adele's Instagram. So I load up Instagram. I load up Adele's Instagram page and this picture is on Adele's Instagram. That's right. That's me on Adele's Instagram. It's still there today if you want to check it. The caption, best night of my life. Me, I caused, I caused the best night of Adele's life. And ever since that moment, I've referred to Adele as my mate Adele. Because we're mates, you don't, you don't put randomers on, on your Instagram, you put friends on Instagram. Me and Adele, we're mates. Anytime she comes up on telly, it's my mate Adele. Anytime she's on the radio, there's my mate Adele there. Anytime she comes up in conversation, I correct people and I say, no, it's my mate Adele, not just Adele, my mate Adele. And the right reality is she's not really my mate, is she? Sadly, she's not my mate. She's just a person I wave to at a festival. And when I think about this, often I think it mirrors some of our relationships with God. Is that our relationship with God is that we might say that we know God, but really we only wave to him once or twice a year. You know, Easter is just around the corner. This is a time of year where often so many people might give a little nod towards God. I might think about God at this time of year when they don't really think about God at any other time of year. Christmas is another time like that. Or when you come to church for a funeral or, or a wedding. And, and God, our relationship with God can sometimes be like my relationship, if you want to call it that, with Adele. Um, is that we, we, just, we just wave occasionally. 
at God. And I want to suggest, the, talk, the title for my talk today is More Than a Wave. And I want to suggest to you that you were made for more than just a wave. You were made for more than just a once or twice a year connection with God. Is that you were made to be in relationship with God. You know, in John 10, verse 10, Jesus says this. He says, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. You were designed to have life in all its fullness. And Jesus isn't promising here that if you follow him, everything will be all right. You've heard from, from our guys sharing their stories that, that they still go through tough times, but God is with them. You see, Jesus, Jesus also said, um, in this world, you will have trouble. What a great promise to have from Jesus. In this world, you will have trouble. And if you've lived life, you will know that in this world, we have trouble, whether you follow God or not. But Jesus says, take heart because I have overcome the world. You see, living life to the full isn't about having a perfect um, life. It's not about having um, fast cars or loads of money or a really nice house, although those things are nice. Um, Living life to the full is about being in relationship with God. It's about more than just a wave every now and again. And next week, we, we celebrate Easter, don't we? On Good Friday, we mark when Jesus died on a cross. You know, God, God knew that there was things that separated us from being in relationship with God. That when we, when we sin, when we get it wrong, when we mess up, does anybody here get it wrong? Give me a wave if you get it wrong. If your hand's not up, you're getting it wrong now. Because you do. I know you do, because I do. And I hope you're a little bit like me. Um, I hope I'm not the only one that gets it wrong. Um, but we all get it wrong. And when we, when we get it wrong, when we say stuff we shouldn't, when we do things we shouldn't, when we think things that we shouldn't, that separates us from God. But God wanted to be in relationship so much with us that he put on skin and became a human and walked the earth in the form of Jesus. And Jesus lived a perfect life um, and he set an example for us, and he, he transformed the way that we think about the world. And then he, he died on a cross, because the, the Bible says when we, when we sin and when we get it wrong, the punishment for that is death. And Jesus said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on a cross so that, so that I can take the punishment for you. And you see, Jesus dealt with the stuff that separates us from God. And, you know, I want to say that Jesus, Jesus didn't die to make us religious Jesus didn't die for us to become religious robots. Jesus died so that we can have relationship. Jesus died so that you and I can know him, that we can have more than a wave. But you see, if, if we leave the story there, it's just a story about a man who died on a cross. But actually, on Easter Sunday, we celebrate that Jesus rose again from the dead. And it's incredible when you think about it that Jesus was dead. He dealt with the stuff that separated us from God. And then he rose on Sunday and he said, he said I've, I've defeated death. I've dealt with all that stuff. Now come and follow me. Come and be in relationship with me. You see, when people ask me, am I religious? I say, no. I say, I follow Jesus. You know, I took Jesus seriously at the age of about 14. I'd grown up in church, but I decided at the age of 14 that I was going to follow God properly. And, you know, I sat in my bedroom one night after being in trouble in school. And I said, God, I don't want to go my way anymore because I keep getting it wrong. I want to go your way. So, God, would you help me to follow you? And that was it. There wasn't like a big religious ceremony. There wasn't, you know, angels didn't come and do river dance on my pillow or anything like that. And I just got up the next morning and I said, God, I want to follow you today. And I've done that every day since. And every day I try and follow Jesus closer than I did the day before. Because that's relationship. 
It's not about praying at certain times of the day. It's not about sitting up, sitting down and standing up at the right points in a service. You know, you, you might be a Christian and, and um, sometimes our relationship can become like a wave with God. It's that we, you know, we come to church once a week and we, we acknowledge God, but then we don't really think about it and we don't really walk with God through the week. You know, I want to suggest that you were made for more than just a wave. In Acts 4, um, it talks about uh, two guys who were disciples of Jesus, Peter and John, and they, they're pulled before the Sanhedrin and they, they're having to explain everything that God's been doing through them and everything that's been going on. And it's quite intimidating, but they, they get up and they share these stories, kind of like the guys have shared um, their story this morning, only it was a little bit more intimidating. Everyone's for you here, everyone's encouraging, everyone's nice. Not so nice at the Sanhedrin. They were trying to, trying to get them into trouble. And, and uh, Peter and John share all this kind of stuff. And then it says this in verse 13. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Basically, they noticed they were a bit thick and normal, but they knew that they'd been with Jesus. They knew from the way that they talked and the way that they behaved that they were in relationship with Jesus. Man, I want people to look at my life and see that. You know, they might say, oh, he's a bit thick and he talks funny, but I know he's been with Jesus because that's relationship. That is absolute relationship. And, you know, much like the guys today, these these aren't superheroes, you know, none, none of... Us who are on the stage are superheroes or anything like that. We're just ordinary people. Some of us schooled, some of us unschooled. Um, um, but we're all in relationship with Jesus, trying to follow him. That's what it's about. There's a great story about a guy who, who was sat in his back garden enjoying the sunshine like most of us uh, did yesterday or will do this afternoon. Um, and he's sat there enjoying the sunshine and his dog is with him. And all of a sudden his dog sits up. And his dog sits up and, and starts barking and then darts through the back fence. And there's big fields behind, um, behind their, their house. And the dog is chasing after this rabbit. And the dog's barking and running after this rabbit. And if, if you've got a dog um, and your dog is anything like my dog, you will know that when a dog hears a bark, they just decide to join in. And it becomes a chorus of barks. And that's what happened in this story is that, is that the, the other dogs in the neighborhood hear, hear the barking and decide to run out and start, they're running after this other dog and they're all barking, barking, barking. Goes on for a little while and then after a bit, slowly the other dogs that joined in give up and they go, go back to their back gardens. Whereas the original dog keeps, keeps chasing the rabbit until eventually the rabbit escapes and the dog's got no choice but to give up and go home. And the guy um, who is the owner of the original dog began to think, well, what was it that made my dog stick chasing the rabbits when the others gave up? And he said it was because the other, the other dogs had only heard a bark and they were chasing a bark. My dog was chasing the real thing and the original deal. And you see, when people talk about Jesus, they're effectively barking. I, what I'm doing right now is I'm barking about Jesus. But don't follow me. Know the real deal. You know, I could tell you how amazing some of my friends are. I could tell you about how amazing Jesus is. But until you meet them for yourself, you won't know. You will only be following my barks. And, you know, whether, whether you're a Christian or not, I want to encourage you, know the real deal. Jesus always calls us into relationship. He's not a forceful God. He wants to know you and you to know him. And I think Jesus calls us 
deeper. Maybe you've never been baptised and you're thinking, uh, you're feeling challenged this morning to be baptised. Maybe that's a step closer in your relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and you, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, my relationship with God has just become a wave and acknowledging maybe Jesus is calling you deeper. Maybe you're a child and, or, or a young person and you've never made that decision for yourself to follow Jesus and you, you've only, you only come to church because your parents drag you along and every week you're like, I don't want to go. But actually now you're saying, I want to make that decision for yourself. Maybe this morning that, that you want to do that. Or maybe today is the first or uh, one of the few times that you've ever stepped foot in church. And, you know, I realize that it's a big thing to say, maybe you want us to start following God today. But maybe you could, you could take a little step and say, I'd be willing to come back. I'd be willing to come and visit. I'd be open to even thinking about God. I'd be open to asking the person who's being baptized today, you know, if you've come with them, like asking them, what is it? Asking them questions. Because don't just get to know their bark. Get to know the real deal. You know, until you meet Jesus for yourself, you'll never know how great he is. And I want to say, come back. Next weekend is going to be an amazing weekend for our church. Please do come back. It's not an in-house celebration. We exist for people outside of our church and outside these walls. We want to see, We would love to, see, to welcome you back next Sunday. The Sunday after that, we're going to be launching a brand new series that is going to be really applicable to your everyday life. We're going to be taking truth from the Bible and seeing how you can apply that to your everyday life. Whether you're a Christian or not, I think the things that we're going to be teaching in that series could change your life, um, which would be amazing. So please do take the next step. Step into a relationship that is more than just a wave. I want to pray for us and then we're going to move on and do some baptisms. God, I thank you that you invite us into relationship. God, that it's not about religion, but God, it's about knowing you for ourselves. God, I pray that our relationship with you would be more than a wave. But Lord, I pray that we would be willing to ask questions, that we would be willing to take that next step that you would challenge those of us that are thinking about being baptised. God, would you, would you challenge us to make that next step? God, maybe some of us want to give our life to you this morning. God, I pray that you would give us the boldness and the courage to take that step. God, I thank you that you call us into more and that we can celebrate together as people get baptised, people who have found that there is more to life than what they see in front of them. Amen.